This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. When is this trial going to be over? Johnny Depp suing his ex, Amber Heard, for defamation. And what are we, in week three or four now? Mm-hmm. It's bonkers how much we can, footage we're allowed to see of this trial. Oh, it's, it's all on television. Yeah. Every moment, really? every moment is on TV and subs- subsequently on the internet, uh, including possibly Amber Heard snorting cocaine on the witness stand. You, you're buying this, Jim. I think so. You I'm, think she snorts coke here? Well, there's been a lot of coke accusations been thrown around here in this relationship. Uh, she Both says ways. Johnny Depp, yeah, has been doing a lot of coke. He says that she does drugs too. But I don't know. If you watch the video, there's like a clip going around on Twitter and Facebook. It's like a 10-second clip, and she's got her handkerchief out, her extremely dry handkerchief for a woman who's been crying. You know, that's uh, an, you know, I, I don't thought, I thought I you keep your handkerchiefs moist. <laughs> <laughs> They're more like wet naps, I would say. But so she she's in between questions and she puts she looks around side to side. She puts the and then she puts the handkerchief below like the the wooden top of the of the stand that she's in. Pulls it up again. Cl- plugs one nose with one, f- or one nostril with one finger, and then does the does sniff up sniffy. move, and then and then puts the handkerchief back down underneath. Okay, the but where's she? Where's she getting the cocaine from? What's she pulling? Am, am I just pocket? Am I just naive to think that someone would be absolutely reckless and insane to try to snort cocaine on? Can't you wait until a, they take a cocaine break? No, when you need it, you need it. Nine <laughs> fifteen, time for a coke break at all Hollywood trials. This is a thing. Yeah. We're going to take a recess, a short recess for cocaine use. Yes. Uh, now I don't know for sure. I th- but but boy oh boy does it ever look like it. And I think they can have like maybe maybe she's got like coke nail where you can get a little bit on the nail or something like that. Or maybe she's got a little contraption that she uses. A ring? Perhaps a, like a gangster ring. I don't know. You never know. I, I don't know. I mean... I it, think she's blowing her nose. In reverse? <laughs> and then well, after she puts you, the you handkerchief away, she, she does the... And she plugs her nose again and then like sniffs up the residue. It could be dry in there. It, it, it could be. You're right. It could be. But boy, oh boy, does it look incriminating. Ask a lawyer. Our friend Ian Snedden from Cohen Highly Lawyers is with us here. We're talking about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And Ian, we, we got a couple questions for you about the case. Have you been following along? I admit I have watched the odd excerpt, yes. <laughs> it's, it's everywhere. It's hard to avoid. It really does seem like every couple of days there's another tidbit that is just hilarious. It's like out of the courtroom. I gotta, I gotta turn in. It's like I'm binge watching a show. Have you ever? What's gonna happen today? Have you ever been involved in a court case that involves somebody taking a poop on on a bed? Uh, no, no, that hasn't been one of the cases. Had frozen dogs and uh, assaults and flooding basements, but no poop in the bed. Hmm. Yeah, you deal with the family law mostly, so uh, some contentious relationships coming to ends. You've seen uh, seen a lot of this stuff, but yeah, this is this is next level here. Defamation is what Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard for. Uh, from what you've seen, how solid do you think Depp's case is? Well, based on what I've seen, which is really just 
uh, clips. Um, I think he's more likely to be believed than her, but you know, I know there are a lot of Johnny Depp fans out there, but I think the world at large probably doesn't care that much. I don't think either one of them is coming across great. I don't think it's doing uh, fantastic things for, for either's career. Um, and then, of course, there's the issue of does the article, uh, you know, that she gave and uh, it's alleged to be Johnny Depp that she's talking about, um, can she be held accountable for that in defamation? Yeah. And uh, the New York Times article that Amber Heard wrote about being a, a survivor of abuse, she never mentions Johnny Depp by name in the article. But Johnny is trying to, to explain to the court that it, anybody is going to jump to the conclusion that it's me. I can no longer get jobs because of this article. Uh, how hard is it if your name is not mentioned to sue someone for defamation? You can have defamation by implication. So if it's clear that the intent uh, of the target is a particular individual, then the initial defense is the truth. So, for example, if somebody alleges somebody did something terrible to them, um, but it's true, then that can't be defamation, no matter what, if it's, hmm. if it's true. So, and then in this case, what I find interesting is that uh, it's going to be tried, it looks like, in the Virginia area, where, so normally a lawsuit is brought uh, in the location that has the greatest connection to the uh, lawsuit itself. And neither lives in Washington, D.C., but I think the fact that the the Washington Post had uh, so much involvement in it is having a factor. But if somebody wanted to go one further, a possibility is that if Johnny Depp brought this lawsuit in California, it would add an additional defense in that Amber Heard would have a defense. There's a particular uh, acronym for the name, but essentially it precludes people suing um, based on defamation where there is a public interest like domestic abuse in play. So that may be another reason why it's in Virginia and not in, uh, I assume they live somewhere in California, but wherever they live. What about up in Canada? What's, what's the, uh, what are the rules like for defamation lawsuits? So similar, uh, you, you still have to, well, you don't have to show damages. When I say damages, that means in this case, in defamation, uh, um, damage to the uh, reputation of the person. But a court's going to consider how much did it, affect, did it affect the person in their career based upon the false statement made. So if the false statement had a significant impact on somebody's career, then they're going to be awarded more money in damages than if it's uh, something smaller. What kind of trouble can you get into if you're caught snorting cocaine on the stand in a courtroom? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> oh, I know really? there's <laughs> thoughts that uh, Amber Heard might be engaging in that activity. Well, they do have signs outside Ontario courtrooms, and they say things like, you can't bring drinks in here, you can't bring a hat in here, take that off. I have not seen a sign that specifically 
exempt cocaine from the courtroom. There's there you your go. defense. I've actually yeah. heard, heard people who worked at the courthouse, they would see the people about to go into court, hide their drugs in the bushes, and then after yeah. their court case is over, come out to the bushes, <laughs> grab their drugs, and go on their way. Hey, Your Honor, I, I wasn't wearing a hat when I snorted the coke on, on the stand. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to charge me with? This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Our Kells, let's give the boys a, a kudos. I mean, there's not there's not forgetting where you came from, and then there's what the Arkells are doing, which is just being part of the community in Hamilton and taking it to the next level. Love this story about the basketball court, Jim. Yeah, yeah. We know the guys in the band are big basketball fans. I mean, they're best friends with Nick Nurse, yeah. the coach of the Raptors. He's like an unofficial member of Arkell. <laughs> He's been on stage with them playing guitar. So uh, basically what happened is Ward 3 Hamilton Counselor, Counselor Nan, uh, was approached by the band and they said, hey, we got this idea. We want the residents uh, across the city to an opportunity to enjoy a professional grade publicly accessible court for basketball um, basically because basketball has such a like a low cost barrier to play all you need is a basketball yeah it's like As soccer. Opposed to golf, golf or something you right know? right mm-hmm. you can get on the court you have a ball you're playing yeah of course up to you know how many people it's it's a great sport for everybody so they you know worked with the band together they raised $80,000, and the court is now at Woodlands Park in the area of Barton and Wentworth. It'll feature upgraded backboards, lighting, spectator bleachers, nice. and acrylic court surfacing. I don't know what that is. Acrylic. Sounds fancy. Yeah. And slippery. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's professional grade it must is what be. it is. There's nothing better than like a good outdoor basketball court. It feels so sweet to play on. I hope they have chain mesh. That really takes the outdoor courts to the next level. Great sound so when the cool. ball goes through oh, the yeah. chain mesh. Yeah, I'm picturing like I played a video game, basketball video game with my son. It's like NBA hoops or something. I can't remember the name of it, but it, you can play different like street ball one. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. street ball you play on the different outdoor courts, and that's kind of what I'm envisioning in my mind. Oh, totally. Be awesome for uh, for the young ballers in Hamilton, <laughs> and it is going to be uh, opened officially. The week of June 25th, 2022. Nice. When the rally concert finally goes down at Tim Hortons Field, the rally two. Yeah, baby. With our cows. They're calling it the rally court. That's going to be Perfect. the name of, of the basketball court. But kudos to our cows. They're also, every ticket sold from the rally, a dollar goes to support affordable housing for those in need. So again. Heroes. Yeah. There, there is uh, remembering your roots, and then there is continuing to be a part of your community and to give back. And that's exactly what our Kells are doing here. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And did you see the new trailer was released yesterday for the Avatar sequel that... I was going to say we've been waiting for. Have we really? Who's into Avatar? I don't, I don't understand this. You? I, I I thought the original movie was was good. You know, like seven and a half out of ten or something. Like it was basically Pocahontas in space. But I watched it in 3D and like enjoyed that whole yeah. experience. Well, I, it, there was so much hype around the first Avatar. Were we working together when the no, first Avatar? No, this was a few years before. Came I out. Here, it's yeah. been a while. Like, I guess 12 or 13 years. Wow, 
that's a lot of time between sequels. But the original Avatar, there's so much hype about the 3D and how good it was going to look. It's the reason I went out and bought contact lenses for the first time. <laughs> what, you can't wear 3D glasses? Over your glasses, it's you could. Yeah, I've done it, yeah, but I wanted to have cool. the contact lenses in, and again, again, the technology at the time was fantastic. But looking at this trailer, it doesn't look like much better than the original in terms of special effects. It almost looks like a video game. Every video huh. game kind of looks like Avatar now. Yeah. This is this movie is now directed by the Unreal Engine. Is that what's going on? <laughs> What's well, weird, sometimes when sequels, the CGI looks worse. I can think specifically the Matrix movies. Somehow, the quality degraded. Right. I don't know how it's possible five years after the original. but I think they filmed both of those Matrix sequels at the same time. That would so, explain because they both had terrible CGI. They were, they were rushing through it. They, mm. I think maybe they're doing the same thing with this Avatar. So there's, so there's th- three movies eventually. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a trilogy. Huh. Like, yeah, I'm, I mean, the, I thought the 3D was, was really good. Like, I remember specifically there was, like, seeds or something or leaves, like, falling off the trees and stuff like that. I don't know if it enhanced the plot. I may have been stoned while watching it. I was impressed, <laughs> but I never bothered watching it again, you know? <laughs> That's what James Cameron has been doing. He has been waiting for marijuana to become legal <laughs> before he releases Avatar 2. Yeah, well, he's on to it now. <laughs> Get your contact lenses and your gummies ready. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We're going to talk a little uh, Costa Rican vacation. Jim was down there last week and... Hey, you're a bit of an adventurer. I just mm-hmm. saw the video that you posted on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to be alive. I feel bad about roping my girlfriend into this uh, precarious situation. Literally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we survived. You did some rock climbing down there. It was pretty sketchy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like we signed up for a combo pack, like zip lining and river tubing and all that stuff. And one of them was rock climbing. And that rock climbing was the last thing they they got us to do. So they show us the rock climbing wall, and I see it, and I'm like, okay. It's a rock face, like the side of a cliff. Below it is the river that's like the rapids that are flowing by. There's kind of a metal landing by the base of the rock cliff that so you start at. If you fell off this thing, you'd be in trouble. You might land on the metal catwalk. You might land in the river, depending on what angle it was. But, like, I thought the things that... It wasn't just a rock, too. They had, like, the uh, the, the grips kind of screwed in with anchor bolts on the rock face itself. But then when, when, I, when I got down there, they were just rocks that had been drilled in the middle and then screwed onto the wall. So there's not actual design places to put your your hands in. And there's just one guy at the top holding a rope. And it's like a pulley system, but it's not not great. <laughs> and before we went down, my girlfriend was scared to do it. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You know, let's do it. And then as soon as we got to the bottom, I'm like, I can't believe I got her down here. And she did to her. She was very she scared. Up. She climbed Well, she got about a quarter of the way up. I was able to climb all the way up, but like halfway up, I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it because a couple of the rocks that you grab onto, they're just loose, so they would spin 360 degrees all oh, the way around. No so you're like, and the guy pulling the rope wouldn't necessarily have all the slack out of it. So, you know, my heart's beating. I finally get to the top and uh, I, I was like, okay, Sarah, it's, it's very difficult because it was 
not easy at all. And the tour guide, Hiro, was the guy who brought us out there. He was like, oh man, I can't believe you did that. I, I did it once 10 years ago and I said, never again. I was like, well, thanks for telling me now. <laughs> After I got my innocent girlfriend down there. <laughs> your fiance, yeah. your wife to be. She's got this ring on her finger too, probably not helping the rock climbing sitch. You already uh, buy some life insurance or what, oh, Jim? Yeah. Is that oh, what's yeah. going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, a high cut the rope. No, uh, but yeah, she she made it a quarter of the way up, and then the guy had to like pull her the whole way up. But not, it's not her fault, like because the other tour guide we were with too made it just as far as she did. He also had to be rescued, so it was. But like the guy was like, "Oh, it's great!" And then as soon as I got up, he's like, "I can't believe you did that." <laughs> Thanks. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. We're talking about the OPP uh, shutting down the westbound lanes of the 403 yesterday. <laughs> the OPP shut it down. Well, technically, a, a giant slab of concrete that fell on the uh, highway, Wayne Gretzky Parkway, uh, 403 overpass. It, it was struck by a piece of construction con- equipment and fell onto the road, this big piece of concrete. And we just wanted to double check with anyone who's traveling in that area. It has reopened, right? Oh, it's right here. No, I just went by that bridge here. It's all cleaned up now anyway. But nice. You could see, it was a hell of a mess out there. You could see the garbages in the pavement there and the skid marks all over the place where people were trying to, trying to stop. So. So, was it, it, was it, it construction equipment on the back of a truck? No, no, no. What it was, it just it just came down. That's all it is. I've seen that bridge. That's an old bridge. There's a, the, uh, I don't even know when it's even working on it. There was no construction on it, nothing. No, no, no. The MTO said a, p- a portion of the bridge was hit by a piece of construction equipment being transported along the highway, oh. causing damage. Yeah, okay. It was being transported. So. Ah, well, maybe it could be, yeah. Because yeah. sure, they uh, would have closed the road up. down if there was work being done on it. Oh so my there would have been nobody Thank in God. Anyway. No, that explains the skid marks. I <laughs> 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 yeah, the driver have, left a few, too. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't want to hit that hunk of cement that was sitting on the, the pavement. Oh, he would have went for a loop. Oh, man. Okay, well, thanks for the update. Hey. Good news. It's all cleared up. Jim, you got something else there? A picture was sent to us? What is it? Yeah, somebody texted us who works right beside where the accident happened. Uh, it's a picture of a backhoe, a cat backhoe on the back of a flatbed truck that uh, uh, that hit it. So Someone had a bad day at work yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Except for the guy who chained the backhoe down to the flatbed. He's like, I did my job. It's still, because I'm surprised like it's still it sitting on there. The truck, no, I mean, right? the hydraulics on the back of the boom broke, but... Uh, yeah. I love that the protective girder for the overpass is also made out of concrete. It's not protecting anyone who's driving on the road. It's protecting the, <laughs> the bridge, <laughs> the bridge yeah, right? Because yeah. if that fell on someone's car, it would have absolutely smushed them. Yeah, but imagine if it wasn't there and the whole whole bridge came down. Yeah. Can't they make it out of, like, styrofoam or something? <laughs> Rubber, I don't do know. It. Yeah, just a big elastic band. <laughs> Boing. <laughs> well, good, uh, good news and good fortune that nobody was injured yesterday when a section of that overpass, Wayne Gretzky Parkway, and the uh, 403 uh, fell. Here we go. Time for sports. NHL Stanley Cup playoffs continued last night. Dev, we were talking about how a lot of the series are are back and forth. Not the uh, series between Nashville and Colorado. 
No, Colorado was uh, large and in charge in this uh, series. They dominated Nashville. They are the first team to advance to the second round of the playoffs. They now await the winner of the Blues Wild Series. That's tied at two games apiece. So Colorado is going to get a nice little break here. What's especially stupid about this, and this is all because Gary Bettman is a short little moron, (laughs) is... They will play either St. Louis or Minnesota in the second round. St. Louis is the four seed. Minnesota is the two seed. So the NHL, because there are a bunch of geniuses, could wind up with the one seed versus the two seed in the second round. And it's absolutely stupid. The fact we have a two seed and a four seed playing in the first round is stupid. Gary Bettman just drives me up the wall put yourself in his shoes what do you think the logic is there he's trying to create more uh, rivalries within the divisions that's what they've they want to have with these which is like you you just cannot artificially create these rivalries they happen naturally look colorado and and detroit back in the day they didn't play in the exact same division but that's one of the best all-time rivalries i would love to see that one come back again but you just can't make a rivalry happen we got the toronto maple leafs versus the tampa bay lightning game five in toronto tonight give us a prediction for that game dev well number one i'm going to predict that the fans are going to come out hot like if if they are as hot in game five as they were in game one that's good news for the leafs these teams have basically it almost like they're trading jerseys from game to game in terms of who is just locked in and in the zone i'm going to predict a leaf win and a game five victory is is this do or die for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Are we at that point? It's not do or die, but this is a crucially important. I mean, every game is important, but this, this game is crucially important. Well, Dev, I know a lot of Taz and Jim listeners are hoping you're right on that one. Thanks, pal. Ka-ka. It's Taz and Jim. You have the right to remain stupid. We like to keep you up to date with the stupid criminals in the world. And here's one. The headline is... Uh, magistrate finds it extraordinary that couple had sex during police car pursuit. <laughs> during? During the police car pursuit. So they were getting chased by the cops. This happened in uh, South Australia. So they were also driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they decided that they would get it on as they continued to evade police. The tires began falling off the vehicle after they went over spike strips. <laughs> still going? <laughs> and they were they were still getting it on. It, it's, I hear stuff like this, and I'm just glad it's not my thing. Like this you is know, the only way you could enjoy yourself? Yeah, the only the way thrill? you can get to completion mm-hmm. is if you're getting chased by the police. Yeah, or even just if you had like a public, you know, like, uh, you know, doing right. it like, you know, you go to a bar and you're like, oh, let's sneak off to the bathroom. And that was how you got your kicks. You're just playing with fire. Like you needed it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had the, there was the guy who was driving through uh, drive throughs a couple of years ago, buck naked. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Horton's drive-throughs. He was. <laughs> you better be careful with that hot coffee. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no layer of protection. Good place but, you can put your put your donut somewhere. <laughs> but you know if that that guy obviously 
he needed to do that yeah. because why else would you do that? Because, yeah, with the internet and every, like, you have every kink at your at your fingertips, like, but you have to go into public, put yourself in a precarious situation. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> it almost sounds like the... Uh... The the magistrate in this case, the judge, was like Ron Burgundy. I'm not even mad. <laughs> Could you I, show me how? I'm impressed. Was the seat reclined? How did this even work? Couple had sex during police car pursuit. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.